0: Most kids resent a dad who's constantly pushing them. Let's go. But not Rick Hoyt. We can do this.
1: For years, Rick has been pushed, pulled, and carried by his dad, and he loves it. Here they come. That's because Rick, a wheelchair quadriplegic since birth, and his father, Dick, together have competed in over 65 marathons. So when you see Dick Hoyt pushing his son around, you're witnessing extraordinary devotion. Pass it on
2: from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com.
0: A few words for a successful life. Always ask why. Why? Tell the truth. All the time. Why? Write thank you notes.
2: Eat right, sleep right. And exercise. If you don't like your job, change it. Why? Be creative every
0: day. Take a fun trip. You don't always have to do things fast. These motivating thoughts from Randy Pausch's last lecture remind each of us to live our dreams. Can I go now? My dog wants to play. Oh, yeah. Play with your dog. And with your kids. Motivation. Pass it
2: on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more.
3: Hello everyone and welcome back to our channel of KLP Entertainment. Reporting live from our newsroom, this is SNN. I'm Addison Hayden. Here's your business news breaking for April 13th. IMF lowers growth outlook amid financial system tremors. The International Monetary Fund says a painful slowdown, which could include a recession, has become a bigger risk for the global economy. The world economy faces the increasing risk of a painful slowdown amid worries about the global banking system and concerns that rising interest rates could force banks to curtail lending the International Monetary Fund said on Tuesday. The warning follows weeks of turmoil in the global banking sector, which included two bank failures in the United States and UBS's takeover of Credit Suisse, brokered by the Swiss government. Fears that bank runs would ripple through the financial system have abated in recent weeks, but concerns that additional bank failures and tightening lending standards could slow economic output around the world remain. In its latest World Economic Outlook report, the IMF made a slight reduction to its growth forecast for 2023, lowering it to 2.8% from 2.9% in January. Growth for the year is expected to be much slower than the IMF predicted a year ago when it projected output of 3.4%. Growth projections for Japan Germany and India were all lowered since the start of the year, when the IMF said a global recession would most likely be avoided. The IMF and the World Bank have both raised alarms in recent weeks that the global economy is facing a period of extended stagnation. The IMF expects growth to hover around 3% for the next five years, which is its weakest medium-term growth forecast since 1990. On Tuesday, the IMF expressed optimism that a financial crisis could be averted, but it lamented that inflation was still elevated and that the global economy remained fragile, facing a rocky road ahead. It suggested that a so-called hard landing, which could entail economies around the world tipping into recession, was increasingly plausible. A hard landing, particularly for advanced economies, has become a much larger risk, the IMF. report said, adding, the fog around the world economic outlook has thickened. The dimmer forecast comes as top economic officials from around the world are convening in Washington this week for the spring meetings of the IMF and World Bank. The gathering is taking place at a moment of high uncertainty, with Russia's war in Ukraine grinding on, Prices around the world remaining stubbornly high and debt burdens in developing countries raising unease about the possibility of defaults. Treasury Secretary Janet L. Yellen is expected to meet with other international regulators this week to assess the state of the global financial system. On Tuesday, she expressed confidence in the U.S. banking system and the health of the economy explaining that she continues to believe that the outlook is brighter than what many economists predicted last fall. Here at home, the U.S. banking system remains sound, with strong capital and liquidity positions, Ms. Yellen said during a news conference. The global financial system also remains resilient due to the significant reforms that nations took after the financial crisis. Ms. Yellen said she remained vigilant to the risks facing the economy, pointing to recent pressures on banking systems in the United States and Europe and the potential for more fallout from Russia's war in Ukraine. She is not currently seeing evidence that credit is contracting, she added, but acknowledged that it was a possibility. I'm not anticipating a downturn in the economy, although, of course, that remains a risk, Ms. Yellen said. The IMF made a small upgrade to its projection for u s output which is now expected to be 1.6 percent for 2023 economists are still working to assess what effects the bank failures might have on the broader u s economy analysts at goldman sachs wrote in a research note this week that bank stress could reduce lending by as much as six percentage points and that small businesses which rely heavily on small and mid-sized banks, could bear the brunt of tighter lending. The IMF attributed the strain on the financial sector to banks with business models that relied heavily on a continuation of low interest rates and failed to adjust to the rapid pace of increases in the last year. Although it appears that the turbulence in the banking sector might be contained, the IMF noted that investors and depositors remained highly sensitive to developments in the banking sector. Unrealized losses at banks could lead to a plausible scenario of additional shocks that could have a potentially significant impact on the global economy if credit conditions tighten further and businesses and households have an even harder time borrowing. In the most severe scenario in which global credit conditions tighten sharply, the IMF Projected that global growth could slow to 1% this year. Mr. Gurinches noted that the financial system was not the only cloud hanging over the global economy. Hopes for stronger growth have been hinging on China's reopening after strict pandemic regulations, and changes to that policy could slow output and disrupt international commerce, he said. At the same time, Russia's war in Ukraine continues to threaten the reliability of food and energy supply chains. The IMF has been playing a leading role in trying to stabilise the Ukrainian economy, and last month it approved a $15.6 billion loan package for Ukraine, the first such financing programme for a country involved in a major war. But despite the efforts by Western nations to buttress Ukraine and weaken Russia, the IMF raised its outlook for the Russian economy, projecting it will grow 0.7% this year and 1.3% in 2024. The IMF noted that Russia's energy exports continue to be robust, allowing it to support its economy through government spending. The impact of efforts by the United States and Europe to cap the price of Russian oil at $60 a barrel remains unclear because global oil prices have been falling amid recession fears. I.M.F. Officials said that because of lower oil prices, Russian oil was no longer trading at as much of a discount and that Russia had been successful at finding ways to circumvent the price cap. Even as it underscored the risks facing the global economy, the I.M.F. urged central banks to maintain their efforts to contain prices while standing ready to stabilize the financial system noting that inflation is still too elevated relative to their targets. Despite the IMF's warnings about a hard landing, Ms. Yellen sought to open this week's meetings with a note of optimism. She pointed to signs that inflation is diminishing and the resilience of the financial system as reasons for hope. I wouldn't overdo the negativism about the global economy, Ms. Yellen said, I think we should be more positive. She added, I think the outlook is reasonably bright.
1: A little bit of extra news from that game. You might have seen it being reported uh, earlier today uh, concerning the story between uh, Sadio Mane and Leroy Sané. And that is that the... uh, Mane punched Leroy Sané in the face after that defeat four by a minute yesterday. Sky Germany at the moment reporting that Sané's lip was bleeding after the altercation. The players needed to be separated by their fellow teammates in the dressing room. Uh, you might remember if you saw the pictures last night that you were seeing arguing in the latter stages of the match last night. City beating Uh, The German champions 3-0 at the Etihad with an emphatic performance. Um, After landing back in Munich, Mane was picking up privately from the airport. Sané took the team bus. Uh, Bayern Munich at the moment have chosen not to comment on the incident. But Sky Germany, the senior reporting that Sané's lip was bleeding after altercation between the two players. And they had to be separated by their fellow teammates in the dressing room at the Etihad.
0: I've talked a lot about high tech solutions to climate change, but there are plenty of solutions that leverage our natural resources like forest preservation, bioplastics and carbon sucking algae. But the most obvious low tech way to reduce emissions might be changing our diets. Food accounts for around 25 to 30 percent of our greenhouse gas emissions. Now don't worry, I'm not going to try to convince you to survive on tofu smoothies and protein vapor. I love food, and I don't want to live in a world where I can't eat a deep-fried Oreo and immediately regret it. But modern farming generates emissions in all sorts of ways, like land use, fertilizer production, transportation, and famously, cow burps. So if we're going to get serious about bringing down emissions, we'll need to make some big adjustments. At the individual level, one of the most impactful choices we can make is to eat less meat. 14.5% of our total emissions come from livestock alone. That's around seven times the emissions from air travel. The world produces around 360 million tons of meat a year. That requires slaughtering over 70 billion animals. Now, if that makes you uncomfortable because you've completely dissociated where your food comes from, you can throw on some camo, grab a hunting knife, and truly embrace your inner carnivore. Or, You can substitute animal meat with plant-based meat it's usually a combination of soy or pea protein and it's gone from being a novelty to being everywhere impossible burger and beyond burger have exploded in popularity burger king has announced plans to roll out its impossible whopper the mcplant it's a plant-based vegetarian patty co-developed with beyond meat sales of plant-based meat grew 53 percent in 2020. Products expanded into pork, bacon, and chicken. I mean, these things actually tasted good. People liked them. Cows were giving each other high hooves. The future was here. And then suddenly it stopped. Growth dropped to 1% in 2021. And in 2022, sales actually started declining. So what happened? Why hasn't plant-based meat broken through? Well, it could partly be due to economics. Recent inflation could make it a tougher sell with flexitarians, semi-vegetarians who I guess like to show off their biceps. But the biggest hurdle might not be economic. Our eating habits are deeply ingrained in our culture. Change is uncomfortable, and when it comes to certain people in America, this particular change makes them very uncomfortable. Now Cracker Barrel's new meatless sausage patty is creating quite the online debate. The online announcement was flooded with comments. One person even commenting quote, don't ever try to push that crap in my direction. Sorry I didn't give you a trigger warning before showing those. If you're feeling fake, you can try to hold some beef jerky under your nose like smelling salt. Look, part of the issue here is obviously cultural, right? Most of us have been brought up to see meat as a critical part of our diet. We've been socialized to think that we couldn't possibly live without it. And of course, that culture has been shaped and encouraged by businesses and lobbyists that make money off of meat and ignore the fact that we've had thousands of years of civilizations that have been vegetarian. All that PR makes a real difference. A recent study by Deloitte found that regardless of the facts many people don't even believe that plant-based meat is healthier or more sustainable than animal meat. At the end of the day whether any meat alternative prevails will come down to time and money. The EV revolution shows that a cool new product can spark change but doesn't happen overnight. Electric vehicles were around for a century before they really caught on. Hopefully it doesn't take that long for plant-based meats. And if their price relative to animal meat drops, we could see a huge spike in demand and the angry cracker barrel diehards in the coming years. Of course, meat isn't the only food deeply ingrained in our culture that turned out to have a negative impact on the climate. Another one is palm oil. Palm oil is cheap, versatile, and in thousands of everyday products. It's also a major driver of deforestation, which is a major driver of climate change. Our team traveled to Indonesia to try to understand the challenges of producing palm oil in a sustainable way. We also spoke to scientists in the UK working on alternative climate-friendly substitutes, but not on the same day. They're really far apart.